Welcome to episode 10 of Banging on the Drum. We hit a milestone. We got our, our first double-digit episode. Uh, we're calling this episode Counting Stuff with Omar, I think. I think that's what we're counting. We might be calling it Accounting Stuff with Omar. I think I like that better. So this episode, we're going to get into our overs and unders of the week head right into the interview with Omar. Mike's going to drop some heaty, spicy meatballs on you, hopefully. I've been, we haven't even recorded the spicy meatballs yet, but I just have that much faith in Mike. Um, we're going to go over what happened throughout the week, how I got my ass just absolutely handed to me in every aspect of fantasy and betting. Um, Riley looks like he came out on top for the week, so the new guy new guys coming in and uh and making some waves but we're gonna start this one with a lombardi quote show me a good loser and i'll show you a loser and that was me this week so i wasn't a good loser though so i was pretty sad about how bad i lost uh we do still have our sponsor mike is the promo code thing still still on up and running all right, so with Valentine's Day right around the corner, don't rely on getting a perfect team in fantasy to get a hand job from Mike in the Hardy's parking lot. Buy your significant other something good at Journey on Boutique or just buy yourself something nice to feel good about yourself at journeyonboutique.com. They have some nice inspirational stuff. Um, if you're one of our female listeners, nice female clothes, you can get a 30% discount when you use promo code banging in all lowercase. I think it is. So I used it. It worked. And I don't think the all lowercase case thing really matters, but whatever. I did it. It put them all in capitals, but. Oh, it switched them on you? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I don't think it matters, but just put it in all in lowercase. So Mike, you got any more on your sister's? store nope just go there buy something they're being good to us giving us a good a good deal i think so no yeah i can't believe yeah 30 percent off they got good stuff we've all looked at it i bought something so it's going to be in the new home because what is it there's like a home decor section i forget what that's called but whatever <laughs> it was good stuff so from there, Riley, you want to say what's up before the intro music rolls? Yeah, what's up, guys? Um, I'm glad I could establish dominance on YouTube with the bing bongs. And I think it's just a trend we should get used to. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> it was it was a it was a sympathy like losing this week. You know, you lost something, so we had to let you you probably felt bad about it. You probably felt bad about whooping my ass on fantasy. So <laughs> if that's the strategy, thank you. <laughs> exactly. All right, let's roll it. This is Banging on the Drum. We're going to start this show off with our overs and unders of the week um does anybody want to raise their hand riley's got a mouthful of food right now so i assume he's not going first mike you got your overs and unders of the week so yeah i definitely have i think i have a pretty good over so i cleared my like 
COVID stuff. Middle of the week, I was doing really well. Had a, I think I mentioned last week, I had a stuffy nose. And then, you know, like a few days of that. And then, then I was good. Got through all the, that stuff. Basically had another week off of work because I'm a, I work in a healthcare setting. And so I have to take 10 days according to our work rules. And so I ended up going like skiing and like used my sick leave for a mini vacation, even though they're like required to stay home when the CDC and the county is saying five days, my work decided to say 10. So I got five days where I could kind of go do my thing. So I ended up going skiing. So I buy, I bought my skis at a, like a used shop. Right. And so I think, well, I'll just adjust them. So my boots fit, which I've adjusted skis before. That's no big deal. Well, I go to put my boots into my skis the night before I'm going just to make sure that they're good. They don't fit. Like, and I can't adjust them large enough to fit them. So I had to re-drill holes in my skis, like mount the entire bindings the night before. So that was uh, an, an adventure. It was but you got to figure it out. So it's still the open. They didn't fall off the first time they used them. So that's good. Okay. So, yeah, because I was like, I hope I hope he's not talking about his skiing trip to the Hardy's parking lot. Um, <laughs> so you were actually out on a hill skiing. So I was on it. I was on a hill skiing. Yes. All right. That does sound like a pretty good over. I can't. Yeah, I can't believe they would give you 10 days. I would take it. Like, and so like that's magnificent. I, yeah. So like when I. So when it got reported, it was 10 days, even in the county. And then like a couple of days later, they call and they tell me it's five days. All right, five days. So now I know why why Mike's looking so good on this one. I thought it was because he drank a root beer float before the episode, but it's because he, he got a 10-day vacation. Yeah. Well, and so the funny thing is, so I had taken from December 17th through January 3rd, I think I went back. So I went back the 3rd, 4th, and 5th. I was at work. And then I had another uh, 10 days I had to be, you know, uh, at home or whatever. So is there other people in the department? Like you're not the lone lone ranger in the rec department at your work? No. Yeah. So like, and I have like the probably the most unique therapist job there because most people it's just like you have full units you have a bunch of people that are going to participate but so what i have is i have all the supervisory release guys so it's the guys that'll be going back into the community shortly so i have like half hour meetings with all those guys and then i have the um skilled care unit which is um like a nursing home so there's like seven or eight guys in there you know, and so it's all like passive recreation. And so all the stuff that I do is kind of geared more like, more like one-on-one. Okay. And so just, everything just got canceled. Okay. Cause yeah, what I remember the, from, some stuff. But. So your job is pretty different from like when you were working at Leavenworth, like running basketball leagues and like, you don't yeah. have okay so, it's more so when i started so when i started at sandridge that was um i shouldn't say when i started so when i started at sandridge my job was more like working at the campground okay and then 
about a year in, the other guy, the other rec leader left Sandridge, and then I was running basketball leagues, softball leagues, um, uh, handball tournaments, pickleball tournaments, that kind of stuff, quite a bit. And then I got a therapist job. Not this previous September, but like oh, okay, four months ago. So I've actually gotcha. run like three different things since I've been or been in three different positions, kind of since I've I, been there. I like your reference to the campground that no one's going to understand. But, but yeah, so it was my, so the first job I had was more uh, crafts and passive recreation is what I call it. So it's not like sports or like weightlifting and stuff like that. It was all like movies, crafts. Oh, I gotcha. Um, so not sports recreation, but like, right. like recreation, like, like leisure recreation, making braces. I don't know. It, that doesn't make any sense. And I should be able to explain it better, but I can't, you know, so it's all it, in my mind, it's passive recreation. It's the recreation you're going to do. Like if you're sitting inside your house. Gotcha. Right? And if you like watching Netflix with the boys. Yeah. All right. So you're over getting even more vacations. What's the, what's the under for the week, Mike? Uh, so my under, I don't know. I had to replace some siding on the house again. Cause I took, I took that door out and hadn't, hadn't put the siding back on. And that's been like a mess. So I don't know. I don't really have a bad, uh, a good under I'm back at work. That's not really I actually felt way better about going back to work after a whole month off than I did after two weeks off. So today felt okay being at work, you know? So I should gotcha. say that. Yeah, no, after a while, it, like yeah. of being off. Yeah. You just need, need your purpose back. All right. We're going to flip it to Riley. Riley, what do you got for your over for the week or wait, do whatever order you want over. Or yeah. Order. Um, Again, I, I live a pretty boring life, so these aren't the most exciting things. For our, I showed the guys before, I got a cheese head uh, koozie thing. That's my over, just in time for the playoffs. For some reason, like I feel old because I'm just excited for a koozie. It's, it's a it's sweet pretty, koozie, though. It is. We'll, it's, it, we'll yeah. clip it out for you guys. I'll, I'll take the shot. Actually, hold it up right now and smile, Riley. This is. Oh, smile bigger. There we go. That's, that's going to be that's, posted on Thursday. <laughs> yep, that's going to be that's going to be your awesome, future picture right. for awesome. uh Riley's Riley's locks if we Love get back that. to that. Um and for the under again, it was pretty slow week. Um pretty it's a good thing when you don't have a pretty aggressive under, but I had a pretty mean like ingrown hair on my on my arm and it was awful like it's the one of <laughs> it was my first like you know it was the first one of those and i just i for some reason i i felt like a like a child like i just didn't know how to get rid of it it was pretty embarrassing but we're feeling better now the ingrown hair is out <laughs> just wait till five years down the road when those things start coming on your butt no i i uh, <laughs> I, I just feel like such a child with these <laughs> compared to you guys. So I'm glad I give a perspective of a 24 year old guy. Yeah, no, I think you got good. I mean, it's not like everyone's life's crazy. I don't know. I, 
I actually brought you on to have the crazier over and unders. I wanted you to be like, oh, yeah, Mardi Gras is about to be starting up. New Orleans is only a five-hour drive. Like, we can we can let it rip. Yeah, I guess I got to have a more entertaining life, so I will work on that for next episode. All I'll right. have Good. some pretty badass over and unders. That's your assignment is going to I'll New get, Orleans. If the Packers New win, Orleans. I'll have a – I'll have a pretty wild weekend downtown Dallas or Fort Worth, and I'm sure they'd love to hear all the noise after yeah. this weekend. Is there, is there a good Packer bar in, in Dallas? There's got to be. So I live more on the Fort Worth side. I'm like southwest okay. Fort Worth. And to compare it, it's a lot like uh, Minneapolis and St. Paul. Like it's two cities really close to each other, but it's like a 45, 50 minute drive to downtown Dallas. And that's, those are where all like the good Packer bars are. I'll probably do that NFC Championship or Super Bowl, but probably not this weekend. How how is like the logistics of like getting down there and getting back? Like what's they what's they have trains on weekends. My girlfriend can drive me. Um, okay, yeah. so yeah, you got a plan. Yeah, it's, it's, I, I mean, say, it's have a plan. We don't want we don't want you to have the stories John has. But no, no, I'll be the response. I'll be responsible if I have a few too many. All right. So that's so your assignment is to go to Mardi Gras this year in New Orleans. Is when when is that? That'll actually be coming up because that so it's usually early February, I think. And it runs. It's this it's the start of Lent. Yeah, no, I've never done it. So it's right before Lent starts. So whenever Ash Wednesday is. Maybe if we're still doing this in a year, that's going to be our work trip. It's going to be, <laughs> be <laughs> go to Mardi Gras. We can tell everybody that we have an assignment for for our side our side hustle that costs us money. <laughs> yeah, um, you can you can only operate a business like in the red for so long. I think before the government's like it's no longer a business. Yeah, no, we'll be good. Um, we, we don't have to call it a business quite yet. So, so Riley, let's reiterate. So you're over with, you got a koozie and your <laughs> under was so boring. I can't even remember it. I had an ingrown hair. No. Okay. <laughs> so uh, pretty wild weekend or week. Yeah. It's uh, getting down here cool. in Fort Worth. Getting- and actually another over, another boring over 75, 77 and sunny today. So that was pretty exciting. Ooh, yeah, I hope that's rolling this way. It's been cold in Florida. Like it was like uh, 29 degrees where I live today. On Thursday, I think Thursday here. Uh, so it's going to be, I think, 28 as a high and it might snow. So like the whole state might get shut down again. So we'll see. Oh, that'll be nice. Yeah. You guys are boring me. <laughs> <laughs> all right we had 35 today and everybody's like it's fucking heat wave yeah oh yeah no it's it was cold so it's gonna be a cold front moving through it looks like and then i'll get some warm weather all right so i'll roll into my under so my under for the week so i'm excited to be moving we're moving to tallahassee but this is the week that we're moving and i think moving is quite possibly the worst experience in life. Like I hate moving with a burning passion, but Gabby is amazing at it. 
So like our whole house has been packed for like a week now already. I haven't really done much. I kind of feel bad about it, but, but we're all packed up and she's going to see how I, I move. So I'll pack all my shit in, in a second, but yeah, I'm not looking forward to the process of moving, but I'm looking forward to moving. And then my over for the week, it has been a full year since I've shit my pants so I can restart the clock. I'm good. So I get two more. What's that? You have that shit like written on a calendar or something? So this is how I remember it is I'm just going to go on the whole story. Just so it was Martin Luther King Day last year and Martin Luther King Day was on the 18th last year. So usually the holiday that's on a Monday. So I was highly motivated, had my New Year's resolution, like was going to the going to the gym early. So even on a holiday. Last year, I was, I tried, like, I took some new pre-workout. I was heading to the gym on Martin Luther King Day. I was fairly aware of everything that was going on. So the gym at Herbert, there's, there's an outdoor track and then there's like an outdoor gym as well. So like, you could go there anytime. Like I go there right now, run on the track and use this. It's kind of like a jungle gym type setup and then there's dumbbells squat rack whatever like all that so so i take this new pre-workout i'm heading to the gym and i'm like okay i kind of have to use the bathroom and i know i know the gym is going to be closed so i'm going to stop at the px beforehand or the little shop at like a little gas station on base I get there and I was like, I need a water anyway. So I don't just have to like go in there, drop one, walk out without getting anything. So I show up there and that's got the same hours as the gym. So it doesn't open till eight. So like I said, I was highly motivated. I was getting out there to work out before eight. So it was probably like 630 in the morning. I was out there and I was like, okay, maybe I can fight this back for a while. And this, this is like where I said, like, you can, you can shit your pants twice a year for free. So this, this would be like where I went to the court and they'd be like, no, you should have just left at that point, like went off base and found someplace. So that's, that's where it was a legitimate one. But anyways, I proceeded to the, the track and I was like, okay, like maybe there's just like a bathroom somewhere off the path but anyways i was doing a mile warm-up run and and i made it through it like i was like okay i'm doing all right like there was a little little fight at some point but then also right there that was like like that's where the jury would have got me it's like why didn't you just leave right after you ran that mile but then i had like a workout like where i had to do pull-ups and stuff i jump up to do pull-ups and i was like there's no chance like there's softball fields over there. And, and from my experience with like softball fields, it's like, you're going to have to have a bathroom by like, it was like two softball fields, kind of like how Sparta is set up like in the upper level. So I was like, I'm going to walk to the building in between it 
because they have restrooms. So I waddled. And this is like not not a short walk. This is like, I don't know, 400 yards maybe. Maybe 200 yards. Two football fields, I'll say. And I made it. Like, And the bathroom I got to closest was, was the women's bathroom. And I rip on the doorknob and it was locked. And I knew I was screwed at that point, but like, I still made it to the men's bathroom. And then when I uh, ripped on the doorknob for the men's bathroom and it was locked, like my body was just like, nope, buddy. And it was just full go, like just not even like a little bit shit my pants. Like, like it was like so much that it filled up my underwear and it like stopped me from continuing to poop. So, so then, then like, I don't know if I could say, say thankfully that there's some woods that's like not super close, but whatever. I went over the woods, like kicked off like all my gear. It would be like the equivalent of like, I don't know, I've never had a baby, but like if a baby like shit himself, like went up his back. But anyways, took my socks off, finished my business, wiped with my socks. Like I was polite at least. I found a way to pick it up and put it in a trash can. But like I mean, there was no way I could get fully clean. So I call my fiance and I'm like, please just don't be like by the door when I come home. Like I'm going straight up to shower. And then I'm walking back to the track. I was the only one at the track, like before this happened. And and then I'm walking back. And now there's like people at the track that like, probably seen me waddle over there but then i'm walking back and like someone's like waving at me like hey nice job and i just feel poop drip down my leg like on on but so yeah that's a that's a day i'll never forget is january 18th 2021 was I, that's how i started the new year i have so many questions but i'll just stick to one is that no. like a common occurrence? No, that's Just what I'm telling you. That was my one. That was my one time. And like, okay. if it wasn't a holiday, it wouldn't have happened. Like, there's <laughs> oh, a it's gym. the holiday's fault. It was. It was <laughs> like because it had holiday hours at the gym. So this gym is oh. open at like five o'clock in the morning every morning. So if this gym was open, and plus I have my card, so we have um, ID cards in the military. And I had my card so I could scan into this building. But since COVID was going on, like they, they disallowed that. So, so yes, I blame the holiday. Any more questions? I already admitted that I would have failed in my court of appeals. I should have left base once, once I knew the, the PX or the, the little gas station was closed. I feel like that's so kind why of didn't you lesson. just go to the woods to start with? Because I mean, there was a bathroom before the woods, like that bathroom's open all the time now. That's why I'm like, 
almost for sure that someone saw and they were like, we need this to be open all the time now. So they only lock it when they, the gym's closed. So the softball ones are always. No, I'm okay. just, I'm just fucking with it. That's the only time they lock it is if the gym's closed when the only time you really need it. <laughs> yeah. Right. No. And now there's a porta potty out by the track too. So there wasn't that at the time. So <laughs> is, is that, a, is that the Pat Jerome porta potty? It might be like where uh, PJ gives us BJ's is in the porta potty at the track. We we won't answer that question, but, <laughs> but yeah. So I changed the world then too. So so yeah, good not, job. You got you got things changed there on post. That was that was good good work. Yeah, and that's that's all I got. So my over reset the clock. I'm hoping to have a perfect year this year, guys. So. So I, I think I'll be good. I already dodged the bullet Monday. I didn't go to the gym till eight. So I was good to go. If, if new, <laughs> if new ones were, but from that story, we're going to lead into Omar. I set you up for this one. So uh, we're going to lead into our interview with Omar uh, where we talk about how boring accounting is and then some fantasy tips and advice. So we hope you enjoy the interview. Now, welcome to the show, a friend of the program, fantasy expert, and has one of the most boring jobs known to man, our accountant, Omar. Omar, welcome to the show. How you doing? Good, you guys? Doing, Doing great. great, Omar. It's good to have you here. Definitely not an expert either. Well, you beat oh, Mike. Oh, yes, you're our Sorry. expert. So you were the only one that's beat Mike and got to meet up with him at Hardy's. So, <laughs> um, so that's that's why we're bringing Omar on. Is uh, he, knocked, he knocked the champ off the crown or whatever. Knocked Mike off his throne. All right, so we're going to start you with your intelligence test. Are you ready for your intelligence test, Omar? I guess. All right, so what year was the Magna Carta signed? God damn it, I listen to every fucking hype, <laughs> every podcast, and I, 15, 19? so you were close. You had the 15 in there. I knew it was 15. All right, <laughs> so... I assume you're good with math. So what is the name of the symbol used in division? What? So, you know, like the division sign? Yeah. Like the thing with the two dots? What's that called? Oh, God. I don't know. All right. It's an obelisk. Yeah. I would have never got that. Just looked at- Account- accounting is all about adding and subtract. Right? Yes. Basically. You know that division <laughs> multiplication bullshit. All right, right. So, so now I have a can of Grizzly Wintergreen pouches here. Oh, shit. How many pouches do you think are in this can? I probably took three out. 15? Oh, 14. Dang, he is good. All right. Holmes, you should have said, like, real men just chew straight. That's, that's true. true. <laughs> that is true. Too. I quit chewing, though. Yeah, see, I'm trying, so that's what the pouches is. That's when yep. the pouches that came in. All right. So how high can you count to? How high can I count to? <laughs> I don't know. 
<laughs> as high as I possibly could, I guess. I don't know. It'd take forever. I've never yeah. tried, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Mike, how high do you think you can count to? Like what number? To, like, would <laughs> I be like, I don't know what the next number is? <laughs> yeah. Is, is that what you mean? Because after quadrillions, I'm not sure what the next is. Centillions or something? I have no idea. But I don't think you could count that high. I think you would like no. die before you got to that. Or get super fucking bored, right? Yes. And do something else. That's a good point. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So when I was a kid, probably a thousand. Today, <laughs> 80. 10. <laughs> that's as high as we want to go. So what's the highest you've ever counted to? Oh, boy. Did you have that roll of toilet paper in in school? And then you write yeah. the numbers on the toilet paper? <laughs> no, no, I never did that. <laughs> probably just counting-wise, probably 500. Okay. That's pretty good. I think you got me beat on that one. All right. Okay. So how boring is accounting? Or being uh, an accountant? How boring is that? Eh, I guess if you like numbers, it's not that boring. Okay. It's accounts payable in my job. It's been extremely busy because we work with oil and heating. So especially when it's cold, there's a lot to do. All right. Can you name two jobs more boring than being an accountant? More boring than accountant. Yeah. Being a flag person at a construction site. Oh, okay. That's a good one. Ooh, that's a good one. Like the stop sign guy. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. And then maybe study hall teacher. <laughs> All right. Th those are acceptable answers. I got, I got another accountant that's going to be listening to this. So you're kind of getting the, you're getting the shit for him. Oh God. All right. So instead of playing the F Mary kill game, we're going to say fart on Mary kill. So, so this, <laughs> this is what we got for you. So fart on, Mary kill your wife, your secretary, and the guy coming to audit your business. Marry my wife. Okay. I assume that's a smart answer. Uh, Good answer. Presentation <laughs> or who would you fart on? Fart on probably the guy I'm guessing. <laughs> <laughs> and then you would kill your secretary. <laughs> Maybe. I guess. I don't know. We don't have a secretary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you asshole. You got a fart on <laughs> your secretary. All right. Yeah, she's probably a good lady. Better. That's all I got. I was running you through the ringer. So now we're going to get into the fantasy part. And I think I'm going to let Mike take over. Mike and Riley like fantasy more than I like fantasy. All right. So you came in, you beat me. Riley thought he could right away. He, he submitted a team, thought he just would steamroll me. You came in, you got the win. Uh, so you do this quite a bit. Is that correct? Yeah, I try to. Yeah. So you you play like the million dollar one every week or something like that? Mm, I guess most weeks. How much percentage? Percentage. You put on a single game. Mm. Right. So like gambling, they put like the max you should ever bet on one single game is like 5% of your yeah your book right and so yeah so it it all depends what you have i don't 
I normally don't put in a lot. So 20 is probably the 20 bucks would be the top. That you'd ever put, put on it. Yeah. A single that I all, that's the most I've ever done. I don't go all crazy like some people. So is it but, profitable? You know, like... Like, so say if you're doing this every week, you're getting pretty good at it. Like just putting five bucks, however many teams you can have in there. Like, do you think there's a formula that you could have like where, where, I mean, if you're good at fantasy, like you're like, okay, well, I'm at least making, you know, $15 here, $20 here. Or is yeah. it, it, is it, does it just kind of turn into a crapshoot? It, yes, it so it, it, yes, it can be total crapshoot. Uh, what I do, like, I guess one of the things that I do, if I do do the Millie, I do, then I would do a heads up for the same amount because your odds of winning in the Millie are not good. It's like the lottery. Okay. You said so heads, up, you, heads up there. So that's just, they just match you with one dude. Yep. Five yep. bucks on in, so yeah, you can, and if you do do a heads up, you can actually pick, there's usually like a queue of a list of people. I was always told to pick the person with the least amount of like, there's usually numbers next to their name. So you usually pick the lowest. That's, I think that means they're, from what I, what I know, it's supposed to be like, they're supposed to be big, the higher the number, the more uh events they've played in so if you pick the lowest one Bitch you probably right have there. better odds <laughs> they're not going off the wall you gotta knock off the big dog <laughs> yeah i don't know about that so do you think that's like a weekly number or do you think that that is a um like an all-time if, number yeah i don't i don't know if that's cumulative or not <laughs> i always always pick the person with the lowest number Right, because if they have like four hundred and fifty and yeah, a weekly yeah. number, then they're yeah, definitely wasting all kinds of money. Yeah, definitely not. Uh, what is your fantasy strategy on the daily fantasy games? So, good question. I uh, since I drive forty five minutes to work, I listen to podcasts now. I so. I would say when I first started, they I'd never listened to a podcast. I'd listen, I'd like read one article and just throw something out there. Well, now since COVID, I got to work from home for a while, so I started listening to uh, uh, Spotify, and I followed some decent podcasts that I listened to. And I think the one that I listened to is Tuesday, Thursday. They throw out different guys that they are projecting to go do well and then people that they tend to fade so it gives you like a pool of players to pick from kind of so that's what i do that's what i kind of do tuesday and thursday and uh what else so podcast listen try to read a couple articles when i can which I don't really read hardly at all anymore. <laughs> uh, what else? Matchups. That's another thing. 
that you you got to kind of look at. Like if a team's going to blow another team out, you say, well, Buccaneers is kind of a bad thing because Brady's going to play the whole game regardless. But you get like the Rams. Well, Rams are kind of a bad one too. The Cowboys. Cowboys, they come out firing. They throw the ball all over the place. But towards the end of the game when they got the lead, McCarthy tends to run the ball a lot. So it it depends. Depends on the matchup. Weather this year, the big thing was COVID. You didn't know who was going to play until Sunday morning, which that, even in a regular fantasy league, it was rough. It was god-awful. Because my team, for one of my leagues, I had, I should read you my team. It was not good. And I was the regular season champ. And when it comes to the, when it came to the playoffs, I think I got a bye. And then I just got slaughtered. Oh. So it's, it was a crapshoot. So uh, I, which, oh, sorry, Mike, you go ahead. Which players do you generally focus on getting the most talent at on a week to week basis? So, like the running back position, the wide receiver position, where do you want to find your gem or where do you take your superstars? Right. So, where do you take your yep. risks? And then, where do you take your superstars? Can more consistent. Yeah. So, with that, running backs get bonuses for 100 yard rushing. Uh, I think receivers, it's 100 yard receiving. Then I think a QB's 300 yards passing. What league format is this in? Is that just like the average uh, DraftKings one, or is that? Yeah. 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 I haven't even looked at the rules. We've been throwing out these teams, so. Yeah, and there's his PPR. So, so with that, I usually try to find receivers. That's so you like stud wide receivers. Uh over like back. I take that back. You want maybe one stud receiver, uh, probably one top-notch running back. I usually try to find a decent quarterback with a decent matchup. That's so some of, some of my teams I've noticed that QB is what killed me. I don't understand it at all. Like that would sometimes my defense will score more than my my uh maybe it's cuz I take a big risk on a QB and bank on receivers and running backs. Because like tight ends, you tend to just try to find a decent one. Because if if you want a top tight end, you're gonna be you're the Kelsey, the Andrews, the Wallers. They're like a fifth of your money, so it ain't even worth it. Unless they have a, I mean, a decent matchup that they're gonna get the ball ten times. Because in a PPR, that's ten points right off the bat. And that makes so, sense to me. It's like it's kind of a crapshoot of like what tight end oh, is going to get that touchdown. Like, yes. I feel like that's the hardest position to like bank anything off of. But those know, top four or five, you know, your Andrews, your Kittle, your Kelsey, and Waller, those are the guys that 
consistently get touches though as well right yeah yeah that's why they're expensive like right cooper cup is he, i think he's he's about one fifth of what you start with now i think he's at 8600 in this oh, week's yeah this week yeah i've noticed like also i think it's harder in the playoffs than it is in the regular season because your player pool is a lot a lot less and it's hard to me like that so the lineup i took not in the bang on the drum one but the other one that i did i took uh dak prescott cooper cd lamb those three and i don't think i took a niner i was banking on the niners running the ball and scoring and the cowboys having to keep up throwing the ball because i figured zeke ain't gonna do squat against that defense turns out <laughs> it was a complete fail yeah they, they yeah they uh kicked themselves oh man the whole game they shit the bed i'm so glad i'm not a cowboys fan anymore <laughs> You so that it's real sad that you ever were. That's all I got to say. That's true. I was gonna ask that question. I remember Mike always referencing like one of his friends from back in the day. Like I couldn't remember what team I knew it was you, but I couldn't remember what team. For some reason I was thinking it was 49ers. No, it was the cowgirls. But yeah, so if you get on the board with like a Dawson Knox, I mean what like he's middle of the road money and then what do you have two touchdowns this weekend yeah so you're like you're yep. sitting good with that tight end pick yeah so so we like or me personally like i love betting on football like do you do just like against the spread stuff like that i don't okay because I... i'm curious i feel like if you're doing this daily fantasy like this and you need to know who's who who's the matchup is like i feel like that I don't do that, but I feel like that would make you a lot better at that. <laughs> I was hoping you were going to say yes and then have an answer to my next question. That is, like, <laughs> do you think it makes you better at picking games? Uh, I guess if you sports, if you sports bet, you'd probably know. Yeah, it might help out because you'd probably have to pay attention. Well, I guess you don't really have to pay attention because you're just picking – I want this team to win. Yeah. I, my betting strategy goes like purely off what I think the line should be. And then oh. like what I think Vegas is thinking about that line. And it did not work last week. So I need to do a better <laughs> job with that. But uh, what, yeah. What tips do you have for a first time player? Right. So if, Somebody's listening to our podcast, wants to start with the banging on the drum. What should they do in order to be mildly successful? They'll never beat me, but that's not. Yeah. I would say start low. Low. Like if you want, if you want to get started, do a free, do a free contest to see what it's about first. Cause it, <laughs> you start throwing money around you not worth it you the odds of winning are probably not that good it's just something to do on the side i guess so join I mean, the banging on the drum one so you, yes uh, with, yes 
for starters, do that. All right. So when you're filling your team, do you fill your team from quarterback down, defense up, um, wide receivers first, running backs first? How do you fill your team? Before I listened to any, I would say before the podcast, before all that, I did, I would start from the top down. Now, I usually try to pick a receiver that I think will do well. And then typically a running back that will do well. And then I usually save tight end for last. Tight end defense last. I try to find a gem, cheap receiver. Or what's another one? Or like a... But this year with COVID and injuries, like the Browns, Dearness Johnson, that one week was like dirt cheap. So that's something else that you got to look for. Yeah, I kind of so not fill it quarterback down currently. No, no. You fill it by your cheapest players first. So you try to find your gems first and then fill in with more expensive players. Sometimes, Sometimes. depending on how I. I guess it depends on matchups like Tyreek Hill, the Justin Jefferson, if they have cake, like if they're going against Detroit, Justin Jefferson will be like the first guy I'd take. Okay. And then I would probably find a cheap receiver to go with him. Another tip I think that I learned just listening to, uh, podcasts and whatnot was stacking. So basically, with stacking, you want to find you want to find a game that has. If you're looking at it spread wise, you want to find a game that has a high under over. And then typically, like this weekend, as an example, I don't. I I'm not gonna probably take this, but. I'm guessing the Rams and the Bucks are going to be a high scoring. I personally don't think that, but I think some people might think that. So if that's the case, just an example, you might want to take Stafford, Cooper Cup. So those two guys, double your double points. Double points. And then you want to take someone from the Buccaneers, like Gronk. Because you figure if Stafford and Cup connect multiple times, they're gonna they're bound to hit a touchdown. Meaning on the other side, Brady's gonna throw the ball because that's what he does. I mean, Gronk's his go-to guy, or Evans. So that's that- something new that I kind of picked up as I listened to stuff. And that's kind of my, to my point, like that was kind of reverse engineering it, like using like lines and overs and unders to figure out what your teams are. Cause yeah, this week, Tennessee Bengals is 47 Packers, 49ers is 47.5 and the Chiefs bills one that's 55. So yeah, <laughs> it's looking I like think- there's your, there's your game. Run that game. That's where you want your guys. I think I think we got the shit the shit week out of the way. I think this weekend's gonna be 
the NFL got it right. There's the four best teams on each side, I think. I agree with you. I think it might be the best weekend of football that we've seen in a long time in the playoffs for sure. I think the divisional round generally is, but, but yeah, this week, this year, it seems, seems different to me. Like that KC Buffalo game. I'm looking forward to that as much as I'm looking forward to any other game that I've seen. I think the Niners are the odd team. Yeah. I don't think, I think that Dallas in general was a better team than them. I mean, they were still hanging around in that game after what, 15 penalties or something dumb. Yeah. It wasn't like extremely close, but it was close enough that it shouldn't have been anywhere near that. My opinion, like this week, every team got handled. Like oh, even yeah. our, even your close games, like the Bengals had it in in hand the whole time. The Niners ha- were had it in hand the whole time, but but for some reason, late in the game, maybe Mike's Mario Kart effect uh, <laughs> let let some some teams hang around and. And yeah, I mean, like the Raiders had a shot to tie that game. So who knows if they get the two point conversion, but throwing that pick in the end zone. So even like the Cardinals Rams game, the way the Cardinals played in the first half, they should have been down like 40. Oh, they should have been getting shit kicked. They had a shit show in the first half, and they were, it was only 21 nothing. I was like, that's a fucking blessing to only be down 21 nothing to the Rams, who have a high powered offense that, you're not doing shit with like they were getting the ball on like the 50 and they couldn't do anything. Yeah. Kyler Murray looked like he was not ready at all. Right. He looked scared. That, that's another trend I seen too, is like, it seemed like I got to think in my head for just a second, uh, like every team with a better quarterback, that was the team who was winning the games. Like you're, your Stafford Murray, I would say, is like the closest to like who do you take, Stafford or Murray? But like other than that, like Mahomes, the the better quarterback in that game. I gotta pull up my stuff here. I should. Josh Allen's the better quarterback, and in- yeah, Joe Burrow better than Carr. Yeah. So the, the one exception I think is the Dallas game. I think Dak. Oh yeah, Dak's Dak and Garoppolo. Yeah, good call. Yep, they're either even or Dak's better, and I would say Dak's better. So, is there any other formats like that you would suggest to play on there? And like, what what formats do you think have like the best luck at winning money or or just having fun? I guess in general on on like a DraftKings or FanDuel or whatever you're doing. Yeah, for for starters, there's a thing called uh, tiers, and there's usually, I think it's eight different tiers, so you don't have to go and use a salary. They got, there's usually, I think the top tier this week would probably be Rodgers, Mahomes, uh, Allen, probably another quarterback. It's usually four quarterbacks. So you'd pick out of the top tier one guy. Go to the second tier, pick another guy. It's the same all the way down. You don't have to worry about anything else. You just pick whoever you want. And no salary. So it's you could pick all pretty good players. And that that's a wide variety of pricing too. So you could do 
basically cheat to let it ride, I guess. I guess so with the tiers though, like what is it like? You can pick, you might have actually just I might have been zoning out, but you can you pick like so three players from the first tier, three players from the second tier, three players from the third tier. No, it would be one one player per tier. Oh, gotcha. And I think it's only one the quarterbacks, I think, are all on the top. And then the, I think every other tier is either running back, tight end, or receiver. But sometimes the the running back, like if you have Derrick Henry, he's a top tier. Oh, yeah. He's the yeah. first tier, right? Yep. Cooper Cup might be on the top, too. Yep. I would assume so. And then, like, you, you were talking earlier with the head-to-heads, but, like, is there any other, like, game formats where – where you kind of can control, like, I mean, it's obviously a safer bet. Like, if I'm like, hey, I'm going to go heads up against you, we put five bucks on the table. Like, at the worst, yeah. it's a coin flip. Like, yep. is there competitions you can get into? Like, so our, we don't put any money on the banging on the drum one. We just have Mike's hand job offer and then the, the, the sun drop. Um, which someone won the sun drops, Steiny B zero three. Yep. I seen that. Yeah. So yeah, he what got paid. Thing. He got it. He got his sun drop. So he can't complain if he's listening. But but anyways, I guess I'm veering from the path there. So is there like say, like can you just select like a five? I only want to play against five people. Put ten bucks on it. Yeah, I think you can actually create your own like you guys do, I think you can create it and pick however many entries, how many entry fee spots paid. I think that's, yeah, it's, it's pretty creative. You can do basically anything on there. We should try to start like just paying out a dollar Pat and then uh, making everybody pay a dollar in. I mean, we could do that, but I, I want to feel that out for, uh, oh yeah. So we're profitable. I added, yeah. So we're making shit loads, right? So five, $5 entry, like winner takes home a 24 pack of Sundrop. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now we're going to give everybody the cheat code. So if you want to jump in our banging on the drum, uh, fantasy challenge for the week. Uh, we'll be tweeting out the link, uh, or we'll tweet it out. We'll put it on Facebook, but we are all going to give our lineups. So DraftKings doesn't usually let you look at other people's lineups, but we're going to give you a sneak peek. Um, Omar, former champion, and then we're going to let Mike lead it off. So, All right, so if you guys want the perfect team, listen up, take notes. Let's go. All right, Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. Obviously, best quarterback in the league. Uh, I'm taking Aaron Jones. That's probably a mistake. Could be A.J. Dillon. Take either one. You're a call on that. Aaron Jones, I think he's going to find the end zone this week. I like Joe Mixon in the for the Bengals. Devonta Adams probably finds the end zone twice this week, so that's – Three touchdowns. You probably throw the Aaron Jones one too. Uh, I like Scooter Miller. That's my uh, uh, Scotty Miller is my flyer for the week. He's the 
he's the guy who's going to end up catching Bucks touchdowns this week. Marquez is going to catch a deep one. Valdez Scantling. He's going to get one deep one. Uh, DeGur is going to get one right near the end zone. And then I got Jamar Chase in my flex. And I have the Packers defense holding the Niners to zero points. So big game for them. All right. I'm going to go next and I'm going to cover up all the holes Mike just left out there. So, so we got Aaron Rodgers at quarterback, Aaron Jones at running back, which I know Mike also had, but he said uh, it could be AJ Dillon. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to throw AJ Dillon in there as well. For receivers, I have Devontae Adams, Alan Lazard, MVS, uh, tight end. We got DeGuara. Packers defense, and then the one scrub I threw in there was Jamar Chase. So, so other other than that, there's there's the perfect team. So we'll see if Chase we we'll see if Chase can uh, have a good game. Riley, are you ready to rock? Yeah, I got one together. All right, now Riley's gonna just throw out just a shit burger for us. Yeah, obviously I missed the trend here. I and I apologize for anyone upset at this, but. Uh, this is put together last second. So I got Matt Stafford at quarterback at running back. I have Elijah Mitchell and Devin Singletary wide receivers, uh, Tyler Boyd, Jamar Chase and Tyreek Hill tight end. I have Gronk and my flex is, is it Gabrielle Davis or uh, for Buffalo, Buffalo Bills. And then I do have the Packers defense. I think it'll be a low scoring game and I think there's going to be a few turnovers. So. But we're sorry if you're driving in your car and you just threw the fuck up there. But <laughs> I, I, I kind of hope my parents aren't listening. I, I feel pretty ashamed right now. Threw the fart up. My bad. I, I was supposed to correct that. All right, there's Riley's team for you. Um, and then our expert came in, knocked Mike off in more than one way. Uh, <laughs> but we got Omar's team <laughs> coming in hot. All right. I I went a little different on the QB. I took Tannehill. Going a little different there. I took uh, Singletary from Buffalo. Hopefully he keeps it going. Aaron Jones, keep the trend going. A.J. Brown. Uh, T. Higgins, hopefully does something this week. Uh, probably the guy that I think... Most people should take because I don't know. Is MVS playing this week? Yeah, he's going to. He is? Yeah. I, I don't know. Bomb. I already yeah. said that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know yeah. for sure. He's going to get a deep one. No, I'm taking Lazard. I think Lazard's going to have a big game. Especially he's been coming he's, on. He's been very hot. Very Especially hot. If, if the Niners are smart, you're going to take Devontae out of the game. And then I got, uh, what's his name? Josiah whatever his name is, the tight end for the pack. I did take Devontae Adams. The Sia? Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> DeGuara. DeGuara. <laughs> and then I took the Packers' defense as well. I think they're going to get a couple turnovers and sacks. I like it. Everyone's got the Packers' defense. So, yeah, and the defense is back at full strength this week. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, I, I want to say – Shit, Marcellus is back. Z's yep. back. You're gonna have Gary. You're gonna have Preston. Whew. Scary. Possibly Alexander. 
No. And the Niners are very like one dimensional. I and these guys were talking off air about you just stop Debo. Like, I don't know. That that's the only guy that scares me on. Yeah, I would double um, Debo every every Debo is awesome. He's a great player. But I think everybody else is kind of whole hum on that offense. Yeah. I mean, not so what is it? What is their tackle? Trent Williamson or whatever. Something like that, right? Uh, He's really good. Trent, Trent Williams, yeah. Williams, okay. Offensive? What? What are you talking about? Yeah, left their tackle. offensive tackle is like elite. Okay. Yeah, left tackle. Gotcha. Yeah, and the other thing they said with because uh, Jimmy G's thumbs hurt still like not healed or whatever, and they said with the cold weather he'll have a heck of a time gripping the ball too. Yeah, knock him on his ass once or twice. That might really screwed up yeah then we'll get lance and then we'll yeah and then he'll run, run for he'll run for 300 mm. yards like kaepernick <laughs> that's i just Not. have bad flashbacks about that game so when you mentioned trey lance that's when you i'm glad you mentioned that i think trey lance actually gets a few more snaps than we anticipate so that's the one thing that actually worries me that would be such a good game plan in my like in my eyes like if you have like a 1a 1b like that just throw Lance out there just to like shake it out. But yeah, then you could run into what Kyler did. I mean, he was just making dumbass plays. And then he was giving up on plays, right? He'd like go down. But do you think like the Packers defense is at home being like, okay, we got to prepare for Garoppolo and we got to prepare for Lance? I don't know. Like it's crazy. No, like, not. It's not gonna happen. I think with that news, maybe, but yeah, I, I'm sure it's Garoppolo will be fine in the long run here with this game coming up. Yeah, Randall Cobb running scout team defense at court at the quarterback position. Yeah, so in theory, Cobb could be back this week too, right? Yeah. He was practicing. Oh yeah. And nobody took Cobb. Jeez. Oh, I might, I might. Kick Chase off my team if I, <laughs> if I hear some news. I know Omar said don't change your team late, but but if I know Cobb's playing for sure, Chase is out of the lineup for sure. And then I'm saving some money too. So right now I got five hundred dollars remaining. If I if I cut Chase and sign Cobb, I'm gonna be rich and winning. <laughs> All right, Omar, you got anything else for us? I don't think so. Wrapped it up. There is our fantasy expert, Omar, our our accountant of the show. He's going to be the guy keeping track of how much money we're making off of of everybody listening. <laughs> listening in oh, I got show. one more question. So oh how do I hide money from the government? You can't. <laughs> they All will right. find you. No, they but, will find you. They will throw me in prison. But well, we heard you're the expert on cooking books, though. So. No, definitely yeah, do you not. Keep, do you keep the straight books, or do you have the cookbook that you're? No, no, no cookbooks. No, no cookbooks. Okay, none. That was our guest last week. Was keeping the cookbooks, probably, <laughs> probably in more than one way. All right, thanks again, Omar. And you bet. yeah, that's Omar, thank got. you very much. We appreciate you, you coming on, spreading some knowledge. I don't know about knowledge, but <laughs> oh, spread. you spread the knowledge. Don't worry.
that was our interview with Omar. Gave gave a few good tips there. Got into a couple sidebar conversations. How'd you feel, Mike? I liked it. Omar gave us some good good hints on uh, kind of his process for selecting a team. And I think that at least three of us know what's going to happen this week where the Packers are going to stop on the 49ers and one of us just kind of doesn't. So, you know. We got our undercover Packer fan that's above me in the Zoom call right now. See, I'm just going with a different approach. I just, I'm going with a defensive approach. I think we're going to lo- win low scoring. So that's what I'm accounting for. That's my excuse. Yeah. And as long as the Packers win, I guess I don't care. So, so this weekend was rough for me getting my ass kicked and then like the Packers didn't win. Cause usually I can be like, at least the Packers won. But this week was like, I just sucked at everything. So it was legitimately kind of sad. <laughs> I remember, I remember texting you and like, you just seemed upset. You just had like a short <laughs> answer. I, yeah, no, I text you back like pretty quick. And then I was like, Oh no, he's going to know that uh, I'm upset about this. <laughs> So then I like text you back again because I was like, I can't be that guy. I can't be the the one that's like a sore loser when he's losing. But I was the ultimate loser this weekend. But yeah, we'll shift gears. Um, I hear Mike has some spicy meatballs for us. Riley might have a spicy meatball for us, but we will kick it off as the segment started. We're going to just start calling it spicy meatballs now. But here we have Mike's spicy meatball all right so the narrative around quarterbacks in the nfl is that guys in their first contract are the teams that win the super bowl and i think this year and last year both disproved that so in the in the afc you could probably argue last year that you know you're close with that where you don't have a bunch of money shoved at your quarterback but like this year there's no chance you can make that argument and be anywhere near accurate so Rodgers has a bunch of money for the Packers Brady's got a bunch of money for the Bucks uh Stafford's got a bunch of money for the Rams and Garoppolo e- even though it's not huge huge money Garoppolo has enough for the Niners right he signed a pretty good contract probably about four or five years ago. Chiefs, same boat. Bills, same boat. Titans, same boat. The only team that is advanced that doesn't have a quarterback that's making a boatload of money is the Bengals. Yeah, so that's the only one still on the rookie contract. Is Tannehill making – I got a couple questions for you on this one. Okay. I don't know if you'll you'll have firepower ready for it, but maybe we can do some digging. But so Tannehill's contract, it's actually big. It's got to be probably $25 million plus, even if it's not like huge, huge, like the $40 million one. It's still a big contract. Uh, so that's the one where, yeah, like, I mean, you're right. Like, it's not every team in there has. So, yeah, Packers, I would say 49ers maybe. But yeah, they paid Garoppolo pretty good. So, so yeah, yeah. My, the only one so that at was, the time Garoppolo got his contract, it was huge. Yeah, he was. Right? He made some money. 
he doesn't have a huge contract now, but his contract at the time is massive. Yeah, and that so, was the narrative for a while. Because I mean, yeah, is that like back. if you if you want to win a Super Bowl, it's got to be a young quarterback. And yeah. I don't think I don't think that's accurate. Yeah. Well, I mean, Brady discount or disprove that. Yeah. So year. Brady was taking a big cut when he was the with year. the Patriots. Yeah. Yeah. But he doesn't with the Bucks, from what I understand. Yeah. No, I think he went there, got some money. Okay. That was Mike's first spicy meatball that the narrative on paying your quarterback is going to ruin your team and ruin your chances to get to the Super Bowl is broken this year, which I agree with. That's that's a meatball I can eat. So what's what's meatball number two, Mike? So uh, the Wisconsin basketball team should be at minimum. So they're number eight in the country right now, which is not bad, right? But they should be at minimum top five. They beat the number one team in the country. No, number two team in the country in Purdue. They, they're beating everybody that they play. They, I get that they lost a game or two early, but there's zero reason that they aren't in the top five. It's some bullshit. They're, they're a really, really good team, and they're not getting the respect nationally that they deserve. I think tonight, like on ESPN's like probability of winning, they were like, it was like, they had a 46% chance of winning tonight or something like that against Northwestern, who's lost nine games or something like that. So they're just not giving any respect, which I get. Wisconsin basketball never has gotten a ton of respect. So outside of a couple of years, they've never gotten like real good opportunities to be like the number one team, right? So when Alondo Tucker, Tucker was there, that's probably like, the best team I've seen them have, or the best no fucking rankings, way. the best rankings I've seen. Dude, them they were number with. one with Decker. They um, were number one with Tucker too. I didn't think they ever made it to number one with Frank and Decker. I think they were. Um, okay, we got Riley on it right now, but yeah, I'm pretty sure that team. I don't think the Tucker team made it to number one. They were number one. They got. Voted number one on like a Sunday, and then that Wednesday they lost to somebody like a Michigan State or something. Yeah, and I'm trying to go back in the schedule right now and just see what lot. So losing to Providence, which is 21 in the country. Um, what's our other loss? And when Ohio so State, Ohio State worked us in Ohio State. But no, I, I can get behind. It's basketball. Like you're gonna you're gonna go. You get losses, right? Yeah, and especially like going to Ohio State. Like it's is that. It, but Providence, but we walked. We walked into Purdue and beat them. Yeah. Right. So we so, weren't on the road, and or they weren't on the road and got beat. We walked in there and beat them. All right. Home. So Riley's giving us and, our intel. In 2006, the 06-07 season, we were ranked first for one week, and that was pretty that late was in the season, yes. And then the season you're, think, you're talking about, Pat, is the 14-15 and 15 season, and we were ranked second for 
two weeks. Look at Mike. Uh, we never got to we never got to the number one rank. Mike's a gosh darn genius. I can't believe with the Orlando Tucker team. So that was 07 away. I can't even believe it was then either. Like to, for me, for some reason, I feel like I was like 13 and 14 when that when that was going. Oh no, I'm thinking back to Devin Harris. So okay. Yeah. Uh no, so that's you would have been like 13, 14. No, maybe you would have been a little older. No, 17, 18. Okay. But I so, felt like Orlando Tucker preceded Bo Ryan. Or I mean he was before Bo Ryan. No, so Bo Ryan came in in probably what 2002, something like that. So they went to the final four in 2000 under Dick Bennett, and then just after that, Bo Ryan came. Bo Ryan was 2001. Okay, 2001. Okay, and Orlando Tucker was. I'm sorry, 02 to 07. Look at you, Mike. Just a genius. I'm surprised someone like Orlando Tucker. And so that was when I was 12 to 17. So, I mean, I probably was playing, paying fairly close attention, but like, it just doesn't seem like a player that would strive in a Bo Ryan system. Cause, cause with that, my spicy meatball that would spring off of your spicy meatball is I feel like a player like Sam Decker would have done better somewhere outside of Wisconsin. Um, Such as like, I mean, we'll keep it in state, like with Marquette, like where they, they like lean on their heroes. They lean on their Jimmy Butlers. They lean, lean on those guys. Like where sometimes in Bo Ryan's offense, when it was Decker, Koenig, like, obviously, like, when you had them all working, there was some times, like, in those stretches where I was like, just let Decker do it. Like, like he's he's the guy that's going to get us some points here. But, sorry, I, I went off, veered off. But, but Orlando Tucker seemed like, to me, remembering back to watching him play, it was like he was the guy. Like, yeah, so I think that, he probably just played enough defense, and I don't remember for sure like how his defense was. He was like national player of the year consideration. So but that's the same year that Durant is coming out and Greg Oden is there, I think. Yeah, yep. So Greg, I think that's Greg Oden's year and Durant come out that same year. And he's in the conversation for national player of the year. Yeah, no, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, my so like when we asked people the Magna Carta question, I would have got if you asked me what years was Orlando Tucker at Wisconsin, I would get those wrong for sure. Cause I would almost said like 97 to 2002, which I mean, I guess isn't basically I would make his uh, senior year his freshman year, if that makes any sense. Like, so I would have okay. thought. The year he got there was his senior year, but but okay. I like that. I I'm trying to think. Yeah, looking at the schedule. Yeah, the only because what are the Badgers right now? They are they're eighth. 
So, but they're 15 and two and they've only lost to top 25 teams and like pretty yeah. good top 20, but yeah, I guess the only thing is Ohio state worked them in Ohio state and Providence beat them in Wisconsin. So, so but yeah, I think no. both those games, I think in both those games, Johnny, Davis, Johnny Davis doesn't play. I could I think I, no, I'm not. Positive. I, I know at least one of them. He didn't play. He, I don't know about the other. I think Providence, he didn't play. No, I got you. So on that one in Providence, Jordan Davis had three points. So, I mean, he might not have played. Oh, wait, no, it's a zero. Jordan Davis. Yeah, there's two Davis. Johnny Davis. Okay, yeah, my bad. Uh, Johnny Davis is probably a lottery pick right Johnny, the season yeah, right Johnny. now, he's a lottery. It is kind of weird though. Jordan Davis didn't play a minute, but he got three points. Uh, so yeah, he didn't play against Providence. And in the Ohio State game, he yeah, he played 38 minutes, 24 points. He had a hell of a game. So I mean, they beat us with him. With him I'm looking at. I'm sorry. I'm looking at Sports Illustrator right now. He's actually projected to go. Davis is projected to go fourth overall to the Thunder. Again, obviously, it's going to change throughout the year, but that's pretty impressive for a Badger player, I think. Well, the last guy drafted anywhere near that high is Devin Harris. Yeah, because, yeah, Frankie, I feel like, went late. Frank went, like, 10 to 15, and so did Decker. Yeah, but I think Davis – like the way he plays, I, I would bet that his professional career is going to be a little bit better than than what we've seen from Decker and and Frank Kaminsky. I think he actually has a chance at being. I, I thought Decker did too. So for a long time, that was the narrative on Decker is that he he was a guy that could play in the NBA. He has the size, he has the length, and the shot, I think, you know what yeah, I mean? I honestly I don't, don't know what doesn't work for him. Like, yep, it just seems like he's such a team guy too. Cause he started the year in Toronto and now he's back in Turkey. Yeah. And I don't know if it's just like, he doesn't, he didn't find a good fit. I mean, it seemed like he played decently with like a pretty good Rockets team. Like, but, but who knows? Yeah. I'm so biased to him. Like, I honestly yeah, think me too. Like when you look at best Wisconsin basketball players of all time, I think, yeah, I think I would put Decker there, but I always, I guess that's not even like performance driven. It's like what I expected out of him and like the, the spicy meatball I veered off on. It's like, I just thought we should have gave him more responsibility in some of those games, like when Hayes wasn't producing, um, it seemed like Frank was always producing, but like in a different manner. But like, I think that's the narrative now with Johnny Davis. Um, at least this year, I they're talking or the media. I don't know how true this will be, but they're hoping if Johnny Davis plays well, he demands uh, or he goes to the draft, gets picked, and that'll change kind of the recruiting style or like the play style with Wisconsin. I personally don't believe that. I think Wisconsin will always try to set up for the three or four year 
long-term player development, but I think it, it's something to at least look out for. I think it's pretty interesting too, if we do get one or two of those players a year, because I think it would benefit our program in the long run. I think that guard definitely has a different style to recruiting a team than and coaching. So like you watch a game and he's not pulling guys out after turnovers. He's not like screaming and yelling the way Bo was. So he's going to get a different type of recruit too, just because I like, I think we're still going to get our uh, Davidson's, you know, our hard nosed kids that are like, you don't fuck with. And then you're going to get guys like Johnny Davis or the guy I think that they missed, like coming out of like the lacrosse area was Matt Thomas. Right. So did they miss him or did he not want to go? He did not want to go there, so they missed. I think, right? yeah, I think, I think this is from. I mean, I was a middle schooler, like a freshman in high school during this, but I think the narrative was that he didn't want to play with Bronson, and I, I don't know if that's true or not. I'm not going to say it is so, or not because I don't know, but that's at least the narrative that was said. Yeah, so they did not play on the same AAU team. They're from the same city, and they don't play on the same, essentially, the same city. Right. And they don't play on the same AAU team. And then I heard rumors that he didn't want, he didn't like Bo Ryan's system and how it worked and like that kind of thing. Which, if that's why you're making a decision, is because you don't like the way the coach functions. Good on you. Like that's what you're supposed to do. Right. Yeah. Go to some place that's going to make you happy to be at. And um, it, Ohio State or Iowa State was good during the time too. So I'm not knocking yeah. it or anything. And, but, he fits that offense really well. He's a kick and out, hit the three type of guy. We had a lot of that area has a lot of ties to Iowa State too, with like the Christoffersons or Scott Christofferson. And they have some on Alaska uh player on the women's team right now. So they have a kind of a pipeline starting over there. Yeah. Well, I Tom, just, Thomas comes back and runs a camp every year now. Yeah. I, I, I agree. I think obviously it worked out for Thomas in the long run to obviously I think he's probably better set as of right now. But but that we got off on a little bit of a tangent there. No, I mean that, balls, but I think I thought, that's good. Yeah, no, I thought that was good. Um because yeah. But right but Riley had a good point. Uh like that we'll be able to recruit different guys. Like if this guy comes in, okay, that that's where I am. Maybe I won't cut any of this, but like how you see like Marquette guys go to the league. And if you're a good Marquette guy, you do well in the league. Like if you're a good Wisconsin guy, who do you got to look at? Devin Harris and, and uh, Finley. Finley. And Devin Harris wasn't elite. He was just okay. Yeah. And at least speaking from a younger person standpoint, we, I mean, I started. I remember watching like Brian Butch, if that if that's his name, and like, yeah, we have Frank Kaminsky and Sam Decker. Like, I I, mean, I know Lando Tucker, Devin Harris, but like, I I don't remember watching them play. So I think it's important to kind of spin that narrative around. Yeah. All right. So Mike had two spicy meatballs. Any more spicy meatballs to roll, Mike? Badger should be number five in the country or better. It's Mike's spicy meatball. Yep. It's it's more of a fandom take, but yeah. get it fucking no. done, NCAA. Well, I think eight. 
I, I don't know. Not, eight ain't I'm bad. Gonna, I'm not. Te- yeah. I'm not pretending eight is bad. Yeah. And who really gives a shit? Like, it's college <laughs> basketball. But all right, Riley, you got anything spicy? And not a spicy meatball. I I don't know how to classify this. I I talk to Pat every time. You know, I have a couple drinks. I think I uh, solved the world world's problems. And here's what I came up with this week, and I I want you guys' take. And I think these have been around a little bit, or you might have heard of these, but I just want your take on these. So at least not in the NFL, but I know in basketball, the MLB tanking is a problem. I know they have the lottery picks. May I, I think they need to change up how they do or how they go around taking. And here's what I got. In whatever sport they want to amplify this, I think the bottom eight teams need to have a 18 playoff during for the first overall pick. For example, the winner of that tournament obviously gets the first pick. The loser of the championship gets the second pick. Semifinalists get third and fourth pick and so on. And obviously in football, this would be a little harder to do just with the logistics and all that, playing games. It would be. I think it's genius. I think think it would also gain a crowd that you're obviously missing because the bottom eight teams are usually around the same – at least four or five teams in there that you can count on being in that area, probably for every sport you can think of some. And I think it, it'd be a way to get more money for every team, more money for the league uh, TV deals or whatever, and just more entertainment. I think it keeps it competitive in the long run. And then the other way that I've seen and that I really like um so the playoff teams stay in the traditional order. So the champion or the Super Bowl winner, whatever, gets the last pick and then, you know, down the line. But it's reverse order for the non-playoff team. So the best non-playoff team gets the first overall pick and so on. And I just I think it'd be interesting to uh, implement these in some of the leagues because at least – I think it'd be cool in baseball, at least for my generation. Baseball is just something that needs to be uh, worked on to get our attention. I think that'd be a good way to keep like attention on all of the teams at all times. So I just so want that, your guys' take. That's where I would strike back on you. I don't think baseball is the sport for it because I feel like if you look at MLB rosters, like that's where you'll see like, okay, there's going to be guys like your Trouts and your Bryce Harpers okay. that are like one, one, but I feel like baseball has got to be the hardest sport. Yeah. Cause the draft first and, overall pick could never even break into the major league team, I guess. I know. Yeah. But yeah, but I so, guess in basketball or football or sports that have like kind of a smaller roster, it'd be, it have more of an impact. So you have the shit bowl in football. People are tuning into that. Like, I, I think you're going to make money like doing what Riley said, or even having like the system go like front to back. Like you said, like have the playoffs, like what it is, like your Super Bowl champion, your runner up, they get the last two picks, so on and so forth. But then when it gets to the teams outside, so one thing I'll never forget is Taylor Twelman's r- rant on like U.S. soccer, and it's why U.S. soccer was never going to be good. 
is because in the U.S. it's the only place where sports award the worst team. Like if you're playing in Europe, like whatever, I I can't speak too much of this. One day, yeah, we're, gonna have, we're gonna have some pretty good. I'm pretty big in soccer. I think it's you go down a league and your team's gonna lead or lose out on so much television money. So I don't think that's the the U.S. sports just because we have so much invested in each team. Like it wouldn't work in the NFL, maybe the MLB. I don't know. Yeah. Other sports, MLS. I just think there's such a big and uh, like prize in being the best team that every team has no option but to do their best, and the and the punishments are so vast that like you're gonna some teams go like bankrupt after losing so much. Like it's yeah, so, you lose your and not even just your soccer team, your city loses all that money. So like, like the U S is the only country that rewards, I guess, mediocrity or like less than being mediocre. Oh, wow. Can't even say that word, but just like your shittiest team gets the best pick. I don't know. I think that's a good spicy meatball. I liked it, Riley. I thought you were going to say something else. I can't remember the one you actually text me. And I was like, no, dude. I I think that it would be, it'd be interesting to adjust that shit. Right. And I think, especially in the NBA, I probably wouldn't run a tournament. I think the tournament could generate tons of money. Right. But I would probably just reverse the lot. So like, so they're already doing a lottery. So you're not guaranteed if you're the worst team that you're going to get the best pick. It's like a 25% chance, but yeah. Right. So I would yeah. reverse that lottery. Okay. Right. So the, the best team that doesn't make the playoffs, they get the 25% chance. And then in that way, you're like trying to get that high lottery pick, like that high um, percentage. That's what you're playing for. Even if yeah. you know you won't make the playoffs, you're looking for a higher percentage. So you're always trying to win games. I think in the NFL, it would almost make it unfair, though, if you reverted that. So if you put whoever, like the best player coming out of colleges right now, whoever they decided is, on the Colts, yeah. who should have been a playoff team anyway, like at that point, you're creating that team to be very, very good, very, very quick. And NFL teams turn around way faster than most yeah. other sports. No, and I maybe, think the NBA is the, the – Maybe the NFL one, the bottom four teams just have like the poop bowl and fight for that one pick or something like that. Yeah, because it would – do an be MMA good. fight with their defensive tackles or something. That would be, be sweet. Now you're talking <laughs> – or even just a rock, paper, scissors competition for the NBA's number one pick instead of a lottery. I like that. I'll tune into rock, paper, scissors. All right. We're going to keep keep her moving. I got a quick spicy meatball, and it's not even that spicy because everybody's going to agree with me. Actually, I just want to know if anybody else has this problem as well. So every time I'm trying to type that, and like, you know, when you're typing on your phone, you can just hit the button. Mine always does thanksgiving so when i'm just trying to say oh that that's awesome like it'll say oh that's oh thanksgiving awesome anyways i need that to stop apple fix that one i don't get why thanksgiving 
shows up on my phone so much. I don't even uh, say so, Thanksgiving that much. Yeah. So, and Apple, I don't say the word shot. This shot is like stupid or something. <laughs> this shit, it's shit. That's what I'm trying to type. I'm trying to type shit, not shot. Fix it. Yep. Hop on it. Easy meatball to eat. I'll say that one was Parmesan garlic because it was fucking magnificent. But <laughs> hey, good, good spicy meatballs. Um, I'm gonna do my segment that nobody cares about, but Pat on the ranch. Um, we actually got a picture for that one. So uh, I had ranch at uh now I can't even remember what the place is called. Juanas. Juanas in Navarre. They had pretty good ranch. It was a little too runny. Good to dip your fries in. It was my cheat meal, so I got to get some fries with a little ranch. Uh, Juanas, you have 6.8 ranch. So you got room to work, but it's pretty good. All right, so no one's going to have faults with that. So we're going to go to the Sun Drop Challenge recap. Uh, this week in the Sun Drop Challenge, everybody ended up in the red, which wasn't a very good look for us. Riley is currently in the lead with negative 30 bing bongs. Mike is in second with negative 130 bing bongs. And I am eating shit with negative 340 bing bongs. Yeah, no, it was a rough week in the bing bong department for us. We were due for a rough week. Yeah, we were doing too good. Yeah, we were doing way too good. So, anyways, Mike ended up starting the week out hot. I was so happy when everything collapsed on YouTube as well. Because <laughs> I was just catching so much shit. Like I was saying earlier in the episode, I was like legitimately sad about like how bad I picked games. Like me picking the Patriots to be a double dog was like I was like embarrassed, like actually embarrassed. I was like, I'm not showing my face in public after this one. I, I feel like the Patriots showed me what I thought they were since week 11 or whatever when we started this shit. Yeah, you were validated. Mike was so happy after the first two games. Oh, yeah, I was pumped. <laughs> he was I, just walking outside. I I never felt like so good too because I remember saying like I. I think the Cowboys are for sure losing this game because they never played anyone well. And I just, after they lost, it was like a weight off my shoulders because I felt I was going to feel like such a dumbass if they lost that game. No, with how rough I started, I mean, I didn't finish well either, but uh, you guys both had a double dog on the last game. And I was so happy when that just shit on you and you got to feel how I felt when I was watching <laughs> Buffalo whoop. Uh, whoop up on the Patriots but we'll roll into this um let's try to keep it semi quick because I think a lot of this is gonna end up getting cut if we don't but uh so first game we had was Raiders at the Bengals Bengals were minus six uh Bengals win 26 to 19 Mike and Riley won that game Pat loses. So that started mine. Um, this was probably one of the better games of the weekend, although it felt like the Bengals had it the whole time. Story of the game to me is Carr and the Raiders can't finish a drive, and Carr's pocket awareness is like 
just crazy bad for a guy that's been in the league so much. Like, I just don't see how a guy that's been there that long, I don't know how many years he's been starting, but it's been for quite a while, and he still can't feel heat. Like, um, story of the game was the blown whistle where Joe Burrow threw a touchdown anyways. Um, I don't know how I feel about that because I do feel like the Raiders guy, 25, I didn't catch his name, uh, did give up on the play. But, I mean, even if he didn't, I feel like it was a touchdown. Anyway, maybe they should have just replayed the play. I don't know what, what to think there. But although the score was somewhat close, the Bengals handled handled the Raiders. I feel like you should just like call it dead, right? Yeah. Like just replay the play. Replay it. It probably ends up in the same same deal anyway, but I guess I don't know what down and distance it was or anything like that. But it was third and four. So I think they would have they would have had a run. Probably back. at least got a first down. Yeah. Third and but, four, run it back. But I think even if the whistle wasn't blown, like the cornerback wasn't in that great of a position to make a play on it. So it is what it is. Um, After my rant on how, you know, like bad calls, good calls this week kind of was, there was some complaints like that were valid to me, but, but anyways, toss out my BJ to Joe Burrow bring in Cincinnati a playoff win for the first time in 31 years. Anybody else got anything on that? We'll give you the quick and dirty. Uh, Next game, we have Patriots at the Bills. Bills were minus four and a half. Bills win 47 to 17. Mike wins. Riley and I lose. I picked that as my double dog. It was the most embarrassing thing of the week for me. Yeah, so for me, the Bills played like they were insulted. Anyone thought that the Patriots and them were in the same realm, right? They came out and they they were throwing deep after they were up big. They were they were like going for the jugular on Belichick, and I, I their head coach is McDermott, right? He's he's made some comments in some post game interviews, like, you know, like let's not give Bill Belichick more credit than he's due here. And I think that was after the, the game where Mac threw it like four times and they couldn't do anything. Cause it was so windy. I think the bills came out and they wanted to really show that they're a class above New England at this point. Now, that could come back and bite them in the ass next year, but right now that game was fairly obvious that the Patriots don't really hold a chance when the Bills decide to unload everything. Yeah. And, I mean, the the Patriots have done that to the Bills so many times. So, like, I don't think that's ever – like, when they have a chance to – to step on their throat, they're going to do it. But Josh Allen played probably the best, one of the best games I've ever seen a quarterback play. I, I'm sure I've seen Aaron Rodgers play a better game, but he yeah, did not he's make, getting the best job. I mean, yeah, 
Oh yeah. Like whether it was run pass, whatever, he was making the right decision. I think the difference, at least that I saw, is that uh, Josh Allen is actually getting play calls to actually run the ball, like design runs. He's running the ball more. He's not afraid to get out of the pocket and take off and run. He's not reserved. And I think that's that was the huge difference. I think he's just he just makes that team so much better in the playoffs when he's not playing like he's got to reserve his body for, you know, eight weeks of football. Oh, yeah, he was taking hits, too. That Micah Hyde pick early in the game, that set the tone, man. Like, that pick was incredible. I don't know. You you saw that, right, Mike? I don't know if I remember that pick. Oh, it was it, so – It made it was one of those where it just made me jealous that the Packers didn't resign him. Like, it was just one of those plays you're like, damn, man, I wish he, had, he was back on our team. It was, what, well, over the shoulder on the sideline. Yeah, and it was like a good throw, too. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it was like where the ball needed to be for the receiver. Mac Jones threw it. was a shit throw. No, I, yeah, I mean, sure. But, <laughs> yeah, it was a pretty good throw, and Micah Hyde. Yeah made it look look like it was meant to go to him. Yeah, I always find it funny that the narrative during that time when, like, Micah Hyde was there, uh, Casey, Hayward. Hayward, there. I feel like there was a couple more. The narrative during that time was, oh, you know, the secondary shit, the secondary shit, the secondary shit, the secondary shit. These guys leave, and they're all pros for the next seven, eight years. Yeah. No, and I think uh, – I remember Casey Hayward catches some shit, but Micah Hyde always reminded me of the guy that was like the blue collar worker on the team. Yeah, he, like, I, I think don't he, think people had a problem with Micah. Hyde. He did a lot like of Casey. special teams, like kick return, punt return. He made plays on there. So, so and I'm, I think his last year he's broken to being a starter. And yeah, I think that his big thing was his hands were. Good. Yeah, he always I, had good hands. He was he was kind of like Charles Woodson is that if he got his hands on the ball, he caught that ball. Yeah. No, I mean, how – Poor man's Charles Woods. That's the way I look at Micah Hyde. And I, I feel bad saying saying that, but, like, he just was never had the fanfare that Woodson did. Yeah. But, yeah, hell of a game for the Bills. They look like they're going to be something to reckon with. Uh, we'll roll into the next game. Uh, Eagles at Bucks. Bucks were minus eight and a half. Bucks win 31 to 15. Pat and Riley win. Mike loses. Mike, what do you got? Uh, so the I thought the Eagles could keep it close. I thought they could control the clock with the running game, and the Bucks came out and just molly walked. No, and that's why I bet against the Eagles. Is like anytime Hurts is against a defense that can key on him. He's not good. He's got to step up his game like a lot of notches before they're going to compete in the playoffs against the Buccaneers. Yeah, and so that a big piece of that is probably me watching way too few Eagles games. You know, I have really like, no desire to watch the Eagles at all. So. You know, from like our first show, I was like, oh, they're super fun to watch, but they're super fun to watch against shitty teams. But when they play good teams, like it's not that fun to watch. All right, I, next. Oh, sorry. I mean. Not really an interesting game, right? No, so. no. And not a lot of these were. So I think Riley's going to cover our next one that was semi-interesting. Uh, 49ers at Cowboys. 
Cowboys were minus three, 49ers win 23 to 17. I think that was our only upset of the weekend, our only underdog that won. So 49ers won 23 to 17. Riley eats a double dog, Pat and Mike lose. So this is where Riley took took his lead. Yeah. So like I said earlier, I got the pleasure to watch this on Nickelodeon and it delivered. But I don't think it needed <laughs> I don't think it needed that. It was obviously it was probably the most talked about game over the weekend with all that happened. Uh I think the opening drive the Niners put together like a very impressive drive. And I, I think it kind of set the tone. The Niners' defense was dominant for most of the first half. Um, and then the second half, I I think nobody wanted to win. Jimmy G threw an awful interception that I feel like he's always due for. The score, I think, was 23-7. to 7. The Cowboys, I don't know, had a 10-point comeback. And then I think shit kind of hit the fan. So the last, I don't know, minute of the game, the 49ers are driving. Debo Samuel on a third and this, I don't know, long distance had an end around uh, called the first down ended up being reviewed, called back for a fourth and one. And then they decided to go for it to try to ice the game away. Cause the Cowboys had no timeouts. Trent Williams got called for a false start fourth and six. So they punted the ball away. Cowboys had, I don't know the, the exact time, 40 seconds and no timeouts to, drive the field and get a touchdown. And I think the 49ers played awful defense. They like let them march down the field, get 15 yards at a time and get out of bounds. The big controversy in the game. uh, I think Dak, I don't know, midfield Dak had it 14 seconds left. He ran a QB draw and he slid. And then, um, I mean, this is controversy anyway. Um, you can talk about, I've heard all type of um, narratives down here. The ref came down. You need to give the ball to the ref. Obviously he needs to spot it before the play is spiked. The ref kind of stumbles over deck in the center and the clock runs out before he even gets a snap off. So I think that's kind of the most talked about point of the game. I think the 49ers though, controlled it most of the game. I think they deserve to win overall. Mike McCarthy's awful at time management. This game um, really made me um, realize how lucky we got with LaFleur because Mike McCarthy was awful. They had 14 penalties. It felt like watching the Packers, (laughs) but um, I'll, I'll toss a BJ out to Devo Samuel. He had 70 rushing yards, 40 receiving yards, and a touchdown. I think he was just kind of the X factor, and he owes his with the Niners offense. Yeah, he's a scary mother farter for sure. Mm-hmm. Honestly, so, I was actually surprised that uh, the Cowboys had three timeouts on the said 49ers drive where they got the false start and had to ended up having to punt it. But, but they, yeah, you're right. But so the only thing with the the ref spotting it, that ref was trying his ass off. To spot yeah, that ball yeah. I like. I don't see how you could say it was his fault. No, he was all. running. He was running down there, and he was trying to, you know, his best. But I think it opens a conversation to it. Ha- there has to be a better system. I think. I don't know. That's just me. I not a soft spot for the Cowboys. I just I would be pissed off if that was the way a Packers lost. Cause I think there's probably better ways of doing that. 
like we're talking about that not the spa right but like no, no. when they move the chain on that the they got three timeouts they call them all and then they give them the first down and then they take it that's the nfl fixing that game yeah that's mike's again <laughs> coming back to buy spicy yeah. people from last week they did the exact same shit the following week in the opposite week, right so it had I nothing to do with any players way. making plays it was just close enough that the NFL could say, well, fuck this. Let's give the Cowboys back the ball and see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, I knew Mike's spicy meatball was coming out in this. But, but yeah, I, I don't think there's any real complaints. I Like when Dak first took off running, I was like, okay, I kind of like this. This is like something I would do in Madden. But, like, he took way too long to, like, get down. Like, he should have slid earlier. Or ran for the sideline. I don't think so he would have made it to the sideline, but whatever. So I got a question for you. Now you may not know the answer. So this is the what I do though. Could he have like been running towards the middle of the field and threw it backwards out of bounds? And then it, no, no. Why no? So it's just a fumble out of bounds. Because yeah, I don't think it, backwards, it stops it's a fumble. the clock. Because it doesn't stop the clock if you're running out of bounds backwards either. So like, okay. so say if you're running up the field and you decide to run backwards five yards and go out of bounds, that doesn't stop. The no, no. I, yeah, I get, I know that. It's going to be the it's same just, thing with that fumble. But a fumble out of bounds usually is a, is a dead ball. I think I'm not positive on that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe you're right, but I don't. Think maybe I got a new situation. strategy. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you're onto something. Maybe NFL coaches should start listening to us. All right. So next next game we're going to roll into is Steelers at Chiefs. Chiefs were minus 12 and a half. Chiefs win 42 to 21. Mike wins. Pat and Riley lose. Thought I was doing all right after watching the first quarter, but the Steelers defense could only hang on so long. TJ Watt has the big TD. Um, after that, Mahomes flipped a switch and the route was on. Chiefs kind of turned into what – I thought they were. I thought Big Ben's last ride would keep it close. I'll quit talking about what I thought. But, yeah, Chiefs just did whatever they wanted with them. After after the first quarter, once they got their feet settled, the Chiefs looked nasty. And the game to look forward to the most next week is after watching Buffalo do what they did the Patriots, after watching the Chiefs do what they did the Steelers, Although I think Buffalo's performance was more impressive. I'm going to toss my BJ out to Pat Mahomes just because I don't know what his stat line was, but I think it was like five touchdowns, one interception. The interception was like a hell of a play. He was like guy jumps in the air, tips it to another guy. But but. I thought you could have given the best job to McKinnon, right? Jarek McKinnon. Okay. I think I might have. He was the guy who stood out in the game when I was watching it. But yeah, yeah, I think no, that's it was, it was a lazy BJ, but I'll give that one. It's always lazy if you give it to the quarterback, I think, right? Yeah, yeah, no, it was to pretty lazy. Extent. Yeah. All right. Last game we had uh, was the double dog special for uh, Mike, or yeah, for Mike and Riley. So we had cards at Rams minus four, Rams win 34 to 11. Uh, Pat wins. Mike and Riley both lose a double dog, and this is the only reason there's still a hair of hope for me in this competition. Riley, what do you got? 
Yeah, so this game was an ass whooping. Um, Kyler Murray didn't look ready at all. The Cardinals didn't look ready, but I th- the Cardinals played a pretty flawless on defense. Uh, they allowed only forty yards the whole first half. Arizona punted five times and threw two interceptions and gained more gained to sorry failed to gain more than four yards on seven of their first eight drives. So their first half was was pretty impressive. They remind me of Tampa Bay last year. It's a lot of older veterans getting together and they're clicking at the right time and they're starting to look a little dangerous. Odell really stepped up. He played well. He um I think something that stood out to me as well is Stafford and Cooper Cup didn't need to carry the team like we thought they would to get this type of scoreline. And then something else that happened, Buda Baker had a pretty horrific injury, but he is, um, I think it just came out today. He is, I mean, he's healthy. He has all feelings in his toes and feet. So that's good on him. Now he's scary. He's doing good. Okay, perfect. And then I did have a BJ, but it was probably considered lazy by Mike's terms. So I, I was going to give it to Stafford because he had three, uh, passers, three total touchdowns, two passing, one rushing. But you could also throw Odell in there because, like I said earlier, he stepped up in a big way. He he looked pretty impressive. I think he had 85 or 90 yards and a touchdown. And then I think, like I said earlier, just proved that they have more weapons than Cooper Cup and Stafford. Oh, he yeah. threw for a touchdown, too. Uh, no, he didn't get a touchdown on that, did he? I I think he did. Now that you say that, I was looking at the stats and he had a passing touchdown. I I <laughs> I'm going to be honest. This game was a blowout, so I kind of lost interest pretty early. But yeah, so that was a shit. Everybody's like it, lauding him for that pass. It was a shit pass. The guy was it, open. By it wasn't yards. a touchdown, though. No. Oh no, it was not a touchdown. Okay, no, no, no. no. But yeah. like, it was a shit pass. I feel like that's a game, like, if you're going to look at defensive line play, you're going to be like, oh, someone on the defensive line's getting a, getting a nice BJ that game. But I don't do that. I think you, you gave the BJ to the to the. Yeah, right I don't think – so it's lazy, but, like, it's what everybody does. Yeah. No. He, it's right? what shows it's up on the stage. It's easy to see the quarterback do Positive. He he changed it to Odell. I think that's a a good BJ because, like he was saying, cup got covered up. Someone needed to step up. Odell's getting a BJ. Cup still had a touchdown, probably like fifty five yards and a touchdown. See Whatever. that that'd be even lazier than Stafford. I feel like, yeah, is to give it to Cup sixty one yeah. yards and a TD. My attitude towards Cup is like. Him not getting a touchdown is more alarming than him getting one in 50 yards. One in 50 yards is like this the floor, you know? Mm-hmm. All right. We'll keep her moving. So I'm going to do PJ's BJ's for the week. Um, so out of all the games, you guys can argue with me if you want. So offensive BJ, Josh Allen. I don't even think that's lazy. That was one of the best games I've seen a quarterback play. Uh, you're going to BJ Josh Allen. Defensive, this was lazy. I didn't Micah Hyde just because I like him. You get the BJ. 
or Mike Edwards for the Bucks. I feel like he was all over the field. He had like eight tackles in, in a pick. Uh, and then my special teams BJ or the special BJ as Mike likes to call it is Robbie Gold. Um, having an absolutely electric game, hitting two 50-yard field goals. I can't believe he's never missed a field goal in the playoffs. And like he was the Bears kicker, right? I'm not wrong. Yeah, that. that's because they didn't go to the playoffs. Yeah, that's crazy. I'm just kidding. Actually, when I think when he was there, they were pretty good. Yeah. That might have been their Super Bowl year, one of the years he was there. But anyways, yeah, he hits two 50-yarders, and then I think he hits another 40-something yarder, but we won't look into that. So those are the BJs. Any arguments? Well, that's too fucking bad because those are, those are the guys getting the BJ of the week. All right, we're going to roll into our picks for the week, and we are just going to roll in fast. So Sundrop Challenge picks for the week. We are going to do what we did last week and start with Mike uh, Bengals. At Titans, Titans are minus three and a half. Who do you have, Mike? Bengals plus three and a half. Ooh, Bengals plus three and a half. I thought this was going to be my zag on you guys. So, Riley, who do you got? I got Tennessee uh, minus three and a half. I just think the Bengals are celebrating a little too early. Derrick Henry's coming back. Don't overthink it. Yeah. No, and – so this is the one I wouldn't be surprised with if the Titans just beat the shit out of the Bengals. But I was zagging on you guys because I need to make up points. And I do think the Bengals have a good shot. So I'm going Bengals, and I'm giving them the double dog. Bengals are winning this one, motherfuckers. Um, so I could be as wrong as I was last week. So I'm going to lead it back uh, where I know we're going to have a consensus pick. I think it's going to be the first triple stamp of the playoffs, but maybe I'm speaking too soon. So 49ers at don't call it a triple stamp. Triple stamps are fucking bad. Yeah. 49ers at Packers. Packers are minus five and a half. I think the Packers take that minus five and a half. We move the decimal point one to the right, and the Packers win by 55. 55 to nothing is what I'm going to call the score. Packers blow out the 49ers. Who do you got in that game, right? Look, I feel like a coward even mentioning this. But uh, like I said earlier, the Packers, I feel like, start really slow when they come off a bye. I almost said Niners covering. Packers winning, obviously. But I feel like a coward saying that. I think the Packers ultimately end up winning this game by eight or nine. So I think the Packers... All right. I was going to say, if you pick the Niners, we're, no, <laughs> there's no. going to be a new member of the show next week. <laughs> we'll just call him Riley and pretend he's you, but just give me a half a point. If just give me like the nod, just like, hey. All right. Mike, who you uh, got? So I got the Packers minus five and a half. I do think that Aaron Jones is going to score a touchdown. Devontae Adams is going to score a touchdown. Scantley's going to score a touchdown. Segura is going to score a touchdown. The defense probably gets a touchdown. So what's that, five? Yeah. Yeah, Shit. Fucking Adams might get two. Five times seven. We need Omar for this one. 35. Look at that. We don't even need Omar. We got Riley. (laughs) Yeah, no, I I think it's going to be an absolute shit kicking. But 
Take that with a grain of salt. I think every Packer game is going to be a shit kicking for the most. So I think Shanahan's smart, but I think that he is not smart enough to overcome Jimmy Garoppolo. I agree with that. I I feel like it's an easy fix. Um, Maybe we were talking about this off air, but yeah, just take care of Debo Samuel. Make that your key factor on defense, or yeah, on defense. Just make sure you got that guy accounted for. And I, I mean, Ayuk is a good player, but I don't know. I don't think Ayuk can grapple and do that by the he's hot and cold. So, yeah. All right, next game. They're all going to be fucking cold. It's Lambo jam. Yeah, Yeah. it's going to be freezing cold. All right, so we're. I think it's supposed to be real cold that day too. I think 14 at kickoff, five at fourth quarter. I thought I saw. Yeah, I thought it. So I think Saturday's a high at nine. So nice, nice, nice. Okay. So we have next game Rams at Bucks. Bucks are minus three. Who you got, Mike? I got the Rams plus three. Double dog. I knew it. And Riley does too. (laughs) I I don't even want to. You got to. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's I your only to. dog, right? Yep, yep. That's my only dog. I cheated last week, and I deserve to. Act. I, yeah. That's my only double dog. Let's roll with it. All right, I got the bucks. So I like my zagging so far. Um, next game we have. Well, anyways, I mean, if anybody wants to talk about that for a little bit, Rams look good. I think it's going to be a good game. I think the minus three. Makes me want to pick the Rams, but I don't know. I'm being stupid this week. I'm throwing, I'm bucking my trends. So I, I think, like what I said earlier, I just think the Rams are figuring out stuff at the right time. A lot like Tampa Bay last year. Tampa Bay's lost weapons. Rams are looking hot. I think the Rams are just the hotter team. Yeah. No, I think, I think you're on to something there. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. Honestly, yeah, I I won't be surprised if I lose every game this week. But but anyways, Bills at the Chiefs. Chiefs are minus two and a half. After seeing what the Bills did last week, I want to pick the Bills so bad, but I'm being stubborn. And since I picked the Chiefs to go to the Super Bowl in week 11 or something, I'm going to stick with Chiefs. So I got Chiefs minus two and a half at home. Yeah, and I think piggybacking off what Pat said, I got the Bills. I think it's just the smarter pick. I think they do lose. It's less than – it's two points or less. So, I think it'll be a close game regardless. Mike? So, I thought the Bills were um, minus two and a half. No, Chief, what do you got, Riley? Chiefs are minus two and a half, right? Um, look – yeah, uh, now it moved to one and a half, but it was two and a half, it looks like. It opened at Bills two and a half, but now it's at uh, – Yeah, sense. it is one and a half. We'll we'll switch to one and a half. You oh, still taking the Bills? It's that, that helps you. That helps you, Riley. Yeah, it does. <laughs> okay, so I'll take – Wait, no, no, that hurts you. My bad helps me i'll take the bills double dog i'm going to switch my double dog okay so i thought i had that line the opposite i don't know why to win all right no more rams double dog i don't care about that game 
All right. Can I, I dog streak has been broken. Can I switch to Kansas City with that change? Yes. We will, I will I'll do Kansas one and a half point favorites. Okay. All right. So that last game got confusing on us. We had a line switch. So Mike is taking a double dog with the Bills plus one and a half. It's the common then, dog. Then likes to call. Yeah. And then Riley and Pat are taking the Chiefs. Um, we already covered the so that's gonna do it for our picks, and that's gonna do it for our show. We covered the Rumpel Fantasy uh with the Omar interview and what we're gonna be doing until we figure out something better is DraftKings for now. You guys got anything to close it out? Do you want the Bucks? <laughs> what? You want the Bucks? Some Bucks in 60 oh. seconds? Yeah, but I need a break. It's not good. One, se- one second. All right, I lied to you guys earlier. We were not ending the show there. We have the, the uh, most renowned segment of the show as Riley's eating still. He's still eating. He's been eating throughout the whole show. Um, we are going to do bucks in 60 seconds, and then we're going to close it out from there. Yeah, so it's been a pretty depressing week. Um, Bucks went one and two. We did have a really, really impressive win against the Warriors. Um, we keep, we pretty much dominated them the whole game, all four quarters. And then the next two games sound like a broken record. They're worse teams than us, statistically, the Raptors and the Hawks. And we lost both games, and they're both pretty disappointing win or losses. Excuse me. They need to pick up some slack. It's kind of getting concerning now, uh, dropping as many games as they are to uh, uh, inferior opponents. They have upcoming games against the Grizzlies, who are pretty solid team. They'll it'll be a pretty close matchup. Bulls, who are again a same, around the same record as us, it'll be. A, Pretty good contest. And then the Kings, and we should win this game. Again, I think we should win at least two of the three of these games, if not all three. But with the trend that it's going right now, let's let's be happy with two. I like that. But, yeah, no, I've been our good luck charm apparently this year. So the games I've caught front to back was the Brooklyn game and then the Golden State game where I was like, dang, we're sitting good. But, yeah. Like you said, we're we're dropping dropping games to what seems like inferior opponents. I think Toronto. Toronto's a good team. They've had her number. Yeah, it was in Milwaukee though. Yeah, and yeah. You go to and Atlanta. It's an all we, right we, team. We had it. We had the lead too going to the third or fourth quarter, and we just kind of collapsed. And we've done that a couple times this year, and it's getting to the point where it's kind of concerning. So we'll see i'm not gonna get concerned no until until we get to probably march is Mm. when i'll start being concerned and like i said i think it's still pretty tall task to beat this team in a seven game series even right now we'll we get brooke lopez back later in the year so i think we'll strengthen up later that i don't think i'm concerned until we're down three games in the series i mean i mean honestly like 
once someone's got three games on us in the series, I might be concerned that we won't make it back to the championship game. All right. Well, that is Bucks in 60 seconds, and that is the show for today. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate the support. Uh, looks like we got a good, good between 40 and 50 continuous listeners. We'll be quite honest. I know we're not the greatest thing in the podcast world that you're listening to, but this is only episode 10. I'm impressed. We made it to 10 episodes. I haven't had to miss an episode yet. And I think, I think we're only getting better. Um, we're going to keep spinning it out. It's still been pretty fun. Uh, we got Riley along for the ride. So uh, we're going to be changing that graphic soon. So it's going to be banging on the drum with Pat or with Mike, Pat and Riley. Keep an eye open for the, the graphic change. Thanks again for listening to us. Uh, we appreciate it. I like seeing those numbers go up and hopefully we can keep growing, keep thinking. If you guys have any good ideas out there for us, let us know. If you think you can come on here and add something to it, let us know as well. Uh, as you can see, we let anybody on. Uh, we let an accountant on <laughs> today. Uh, uh, thank you guys so much for listening. I think the best way to, that you can really kind of help us out, um, steal anybody's phone, like anybody on the street, download the podcast on that thing then just give it back right so that'd be the you know you see a phone laying around pick it up download the podcast for them so that they can be blessed with listening to it too there we go so i don't, I don't know what to say to that but don't commit a felony or nothing make sure that they're not going to like press charges don't yeah. do nothing real silly no, or commit a felony. Let us know how it goes. Come on the show because we we let people like that on here too. No, but really, we appreciate you guys listening. Riley, you got anything? No. Uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, yeah, keep listening. Uh, I know we're not the best right now, but I think we're hitting a groove. I think with. Um, Pat mentioned this earlier. We were talking, I think, with spring coming up, it'll give us some t- um, chances to try some new stuff, too. So if you guys have suggestions, just let us know. Yeah, I got some ideas for you guys. So we're going to test Riley, and we're going to see if he can if he can kick off or let this show go the right way. If he can boot it, boot it to the music. Uh, I was thinking about this earlier today. Um, for all you Packer haters, eat shorts. Roll the music. I like it. So all you suckers out there, ah. get ready. Get ready because you can eat our shorts. Go in the Super Bowl, baby. Hit it. All them suckers that doubted the Packers can't eat my shorts. All them suckers that doubted the Packers came eat my shows. Eat them. All them suckers that doubted the Packers came eat my shows. Eat my shows.